The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. At Zed, we're all about moving with the times. And now it's time to be part of the climate change solution and move on from fossil fuels. As a company providing fuel to people all over the country, we also know we have a real opportunity to lead that change. We're committed to keeping Aotearoa moving by providing the right energy for everyone. We believe that innovation in fuel and how it's used can make a huge difference to our planet. Find out more at zed.co.nz. Kia ora tātou, this is Toby Manhai with another episode of your friendly local politics podcast, Gone by Lunchtime. What you're about to hear is part of the Gone by Lunchtime Megapod, a 12-hour epic event recorded on September 20 at Spinoff HQ. Enjoy. Kia ora tātou, welcome back to the Megapod. We've got a full studio here, it's very exciting. I'm Toby Manhai, we're going to debate... This is um, first and only debate. I tried to get a tamaki debate going up and go along, but didn't have any luck with that. So, uh, look, we've got a lot to squeeze in. Uh, maybe we can zip around the table, do introductions. Tell me your name, your favourite favourite political TV show, whether it's a House of Cards or a Thick of It or whatever, and the place you would take a visitor to Auckland from Tasmania. Tasmania? Yep, Tasmania. Okay. Um on a, what day is it? On a Wednesday evening. On a Wednesday evening. Mahesh, do you want to go first? Um, West Wing. Probably watched it eight times. All The whole whole package. Really? Yep. You're a big West Wing head. Huge. Okay. Uh, Bastion Point. Okay. Yeah. On the way to Mission Bay. Yeah. Just great. a great uh, vistage. Yeah, those two. Um, Mahesh, Auckland Central candidate, National Party. Thanks, Mahesh. Yeah. Uh, hello. I'm Oscar Sims. Uh, I'm the Labour candidate. Uh, I would take a... Uh, so my, my TV show would be uh, Yes Minister. I think there's absurdity in politics. I think okay. that show captures that. And uh, I would take a visitor up one of the volcanoes, especially on a day like today, which is beautiful. Sunglasses weather for the first time this year. Nice. Chloe. Kia ora. My name is Chloe Swarbrick, Green MP for Auckland Central. Uh, from Tasmania, Toby, uh, I was going to go Altair Great Barrier Island, but then you gave me uh, Wednesday evening. So... Okay. Uh, I do what I did over the weekend with my friends uh, Lewis and Tom, which is take them to Aki, um, phenomenal Korean restaurant run by Paulie and his wife on Ponsby Road, and then to Ponsby Pool Hall. And if the TV shows, you know, for well that I'm annoying and earnest and would say everything is political, so I'd say Seinfeld, but for an actual political Seinfeld. one, I'd say the thick of it. Well, Look at Kramer, be, you know. So you're going to say Q&A or something. <laughs> that would be desperate um, nerd territory. Okay, we're asking everyone three questions. One of them was the, 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 um, the political TV show. The other two, uh, first, quickly, do you want to predict the turnout for the election as a whole? There's going to be a, a box of chocolate fish for the winner of this. Um, 
Mahesh, what do you reckon? 76. 76. 76.3. Interesting. Good. Oscar? Uh, 77. 77, flat 77. Chloe? Oscar just straight out of somewhere on, so I got 77.5. 77. Yeah, we did. We did. And we were looking actually at the lowest uh, turnout of recent history, and it was 2011 with 74.2. That's right. That's right. Do you know what the third question that you're going to be asked about is? The third question is about Mojo, because um, Christopher Luxon has made this the Mojo campaign. He uses the word a lot. Mm. Um, And we thought, because the issue is about it being lost, And uh, looking for it, mm. the great the great mojo um, hunt of 2023. I want to know what you all personally, where you would put your own level of mojo right at this moment, uh, from a scale of zero being no mo- no mojo, you've lost your mojo, it's all gone. Ten to being absolutely full of mojo, just just coming out your ears. Uh, Mahesh, would you like to go first? Yeah, it'd be an easy ten for ah. sure. Let's go. Wow. Uh, Yeah, it's been a lifelong dream of mine to be on Gone by Lunchtime. It's my favourite political podcast and the greatest political podcast in the country. So, uh, of course, a 10. And I was saying to your team out there before, look, if I can get the millennial vote, it's over 9,000. But (laughs) we'll go go for 10. We had a solid turnout to the campaign office. Just the stuffing letters the other day. But like the leaders last night both said eight when they're asked to rank their, you know, it's everyone kind of is towards that sort of number. You couldn't then go three. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, Toby. Yeah, I guess it does. Hey, um, what time is it? 11.35. Part, part of me is tempted to just leave the room and leave you guys to it. Because you know how, did you watch last night's debate? <laughs> you know, the, you know, there's this kind of things that sort of go in between the moderates hard and kind of, the, is, is this two interviews or yeah. is it, and then, and then it's just people interjecting and shouting at each other. So I'm kind of tempted to just leave you guys to it. But I might do that in a minute. I'll start off with something at least rather than going complete gonzo at this stage. Mahesh. Yep. Um, RNZ recently uh, interviewed some of the members of the audience mm. after a debate you guys had done. Um, and one of the members of the audience, slightly oh. grumpy chap, said he was suspicious of you because you appeared to have flown in from Silicon Valley. Did you hear this? And probably drive a Ferrari. Yeah, man. Are either of those things true? No, neither of those things are true. The last time I had a Ferrari in my hand was my mum. And the only thing we could afford as toys was she used to buy me this Matchbox, you know, those Matchbox Ferrari okay, cars. Okay. That's the only What time. do you drive now? A Tesla. Of course you yeah, drive a Tesla. Tesla. Of course you drive a Tesla. Not Silicon Valley, but you are you have done work in sort of startup. Yeah, yeah. Area. And, and and the Tesla was the first like first hand car I've ever bought. Uh, I was one of the first leaders at Canva. Right? Yeah. Canva's a tool that millions of people use every day. So we were twenty people and today it's four thousand people. Right. So and I've it's been a huge journey of mine to to do that. It was an interesting quip that that person made. I came from a low socioeconomic background. When I, go, when I used to go back to India, often I used to see kids who look like me break rocks for a living. So that, you know, the facade that someone who works on tech or tries to get entrepreneurship going come, is, is flown in. Maybe it's, it's because my, ac- my accent sounds like I watched a lot of Sesame Street, which is exactly the why, uh, reason why I've watched that accent. But yeah, that which was an interesting quip. Sesame Street. Yeah, good. Yeah. O- Oscar, mm-hmm. um, do you think Chloe's done a good job, Stu? Yeah, not bad, but I think uh, I think we need not good enough though. You don't want to unseat her. Yeah, I mean, I think we need someone who's locally focused, who's laser focused on local issues in mm-hmm. Auckland Central. Chloe is the spokesperson for the Green Party for a, a lot of different things, um, and you know, when uh, we elect a progressive government on October fourteenth, she's going to be even more focused on those other things. Um, and so I can step in and take over that uh, local advocacy role here in Auckland Central. You're twenty five years old, is that right? That's correct, yes. Do you think that Chloe Swarbrick is over the hill? No. (laughs) 
No, I think it's good that we have you know a relatively young suite of candidates here standing in Auckland Central. It's the youngest seat in the country. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I would be the first member of Gen Z if uh, successful in this election. Mm. So that would be interesting. Or Tampal. Well, or Tampal, or um, I believe uh, Te Pāti Māori have a candidate who's yeah, also Hana, young. She's Hana, awesome. yeah. That's right. Um, Do you want to add to that, Chloe? The, um, you're, you're number three on the green list. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've taken on the role of speaking to a range of topics. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got an important leadership role in the party, whatever, however the cards fall after the election. Why don't you focus on that rather than why, why do you why do you want the electorate seat as well? I got to say, firstly, I really don't understand the attacks from both Oscar and Mahesh on that point because they simultaneously seem to say that I'm doing too much, but also that I'm doing too little, and I think that we really have to grapple with the cognitive dissonance there. But secondly, I would say that to the other point that everybody has been raising throughout this election campaign and actually Mayor Wayne Brown has been putting on the record. When Auckland succeeds, Aotearoa New Zealand succeeds. So the fact that I have uh, high-profile spokesperson roles for the party and I elevate those issues to the House of Parliament, but also that I can link them back through to constituency issues, I think is of massive benefit. And I also think that it's helped to consistently put Auckland Central on the map. And I would also (laughs) just reflect on the fact that we had the Honourable Nikki Kay for a decade, who also played the role of a cabinet minister whilst amply uh, representing Auckland Central. So, yeah, I mean, whether you're looking at the work that we've done uh, throughout COVID-19 and extending uh, business, small business supports uh, and also to help those who are suffering through uh, commercial rent negotiations, whether you look at the response to the Auckland anniversary uh, flooding in Cyclone Gabriel, whether you look at the day-to-day work that I've done with constituents on immigration issues and on housing, whether it's, you know, supporting the likes of Sunday Blessings, Ellen Melville to become a more sustainable outfit, which then became the hub for Auckland anniversary floods, whether you look at the St James, whether you look at the advocacy for Waiheke and Altea, Great Barrier Island, and uh, I'm very proud of the work that I've done on the ground, working with constituents and collaborating with community to actually redistribute power. Sorry, you mentioned, I, I, you, I, mentioned I, you mentioned Wayne Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll come back to you on this, Mahesh. Maybe you can wait, wait, find a way to weave this in. Yeah. Um, uh, Wayne Brown, who sort of looms across lots of the issues in Auckland. Obviously, Auckland Centre is just a part of it, but it's a central part of it. It's a really important part mm-hmm. of part it's of. It's where Auckland. we both live. Um, <laughs> it, well, yeah, it, right. Well, you know, and, and Wayne Brown is, you know, and, and I mean, he's he, he hasn't yet popped over any fences angrily to interject, but he's he's here with us in a very real sense. How would you rate Mahesh? Wayne Brown's performance. Maybe give us a rank out oh, of ten. It's, it's probably about seven. About a seven. Seven. And and to Chloe's point, uh, there's never been a comment by me about doing too much, doing too too little. The commentary is about the state of the city, right? And uh, Auckland Central has been rife with crime. Uh, business owners are nervous and anxious. People are nervous about going to work. Social housing has not worked to the levels it needs to in Auckland Central. Um, a range of different issues. Our economy, the economy in Auckland Central is not functioning the way it should. And it's a commentary on why aren't we talking about these issues and why aren't we addressing them full on, head on. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll come back. Yeah. We'll come back to a lot of that, 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 that content. Um, Oscar, to Oscar, Oscar, Wayne Brown. Out of 10? Yeah, I mean, I'd agree with Mahesh, actually. I think it's like a 6 seven or 7. Yeah, he needs some work on his crisis communication. This is like Chris and Chris all over again. You guys <laughs> well, like, sure. Chloe Swarbrick, Chloe Swarbrick. We're going to attribute just, honestly, arbitrary numbers to this, so just, why not yeah. just say 7 for the sake of oh, it? Okay. But it all, it all, honestly, it just all boils down to um, <laughs> the relationship and the spaces where we are able to get consensus on the issues. And I think, you know, no one's ever going to have to guess what Wayne or I are thinking, and we're very forthright with each right. other about that. Right. But also on the areas where we can get consensus 
sense as we do move forward. And what about on he recently put out was it a manifesto or something? Yeah, you know, something, something kind of, you know, it's a, it's a, it seems to me a useful addition to an election campaign to have the mayor so. of your biggest city saying this is what we need. One of the things he said he needed was money. Mm-hmm. He said uh, $47 million a year for Crown property exempt from local body rates, uh, and he wants more money for partnerships for infrastructure. You know, basically, you know, <laughs> cough up some more cash. Do you guys go along with that? Are you like, yes, I'm on the Wayne train on that? You might remember a 22-year-old Auckland mayoralty candidate in 2016 saying precisely the same thing. So, yes, at a baseline, I agree with the principle that there needs to be revenue sharing. Uh, and, uh, you know, we had the local government, uh, Future of Local Government Review, which said exactly the same thing on there a few months ago. We also, last time in Parliament, had a review of the Shand Inquiry from 15 years ago, which said exactly the same thing. Prodcom said the same thing again. Uh, and the OECD, the average amount of a spending that occurs proportional at a local government level was around 30% here uh, in in Aotearoa, New Zealand, it's less than half of that at 11%, and that is a real uh, limitation on the things that we can expect of our local government. So we do need to heed those calls from the experts that we keep commissioning advice from and then ignoring. Oscar, are you on board with that too? Um, broadly, I mean, I think that's the biggest local government area in the Southern Hemisphere, right, geographically. You know, this this huge amalgamation that was undertaken by the national government, um, and it needs to be working, and it's clearly not working for people at the moment. I mean, you look at things like Auckland Transport. Um, you know, I the friendly bus driver had to let me on this morning because I couldn't tag on because I had no money on my hop card because we've yeah. been apparently been hacked. So, yeah. um, you know, clearly there's things in local government that need to work better and are currently not working as well as they should be. 100%. I mean, philosophically, the National Party is the party uh, amongst the three people here that believes in decentralization versus centralization, right? So we want to pass power. We want to pass power. We want to pass power. We want to pass power back to communities. And if you look at our recent housing for... Do you mean as the Auckland super city or do you mean devolving power further than that? Devolving power from the centre to local government, to local council, to communities. And the range of different policies that we've come up with showcase that as well. And also, very importantly, uh, working with private sector, unlike the Labour and Greens, right? So we want to make sure the housing for growth policy is set up with revenue share and working in private sector. The uh, build, pro- uh, the infrastructure and roading policy is exactly the same. We have set in stone that we will work with community organizations, private organizations. So absolutely. And to, to your question earlier, I think Auckland Central is well served with a national party MP, just like Nikki K has called out, in a national party-led government, therefore being able to make even more drive and more push for this area. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Okay, you talked about transport, Oscar. Um, 
let's talk about why don't you talk about I'm going to go I'm going to go I want you guys to have a conversation and uh, see if you can have a constructive conversation disagree with each other agreeably if you can this is an interesting talk, are you actually going to leave I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave wow. the room I'm going to leave. So I don't even need to go to the bathroom I was going to pretend I did but I don't I just think it's interesting I just think I mean I'm kind of interested in the you know methodology of debates how mm. they work I would like to see you guys you know, you have to judge yourself whether you're talking too much, whether you sound like a prat, whether you're sounding too bellicose, whether you're, you're doing too many talking to points. Do that. Well, we can judge. We can judge and find out. Okay, transport, you kick us off, Oscar. Defend Labour's record on transport because there's a lot of things that seem to be cast out way into the future. There's a lot of not happening with light rail. There's a lot of not happening with harbour crossings. What is Defend Labour's record across the last six years on transport. Look, we have made uh, bigger investments in transport, and you had Michael Wood on earlier. He's really just leaving the room. Uh, you had Michael Wood on earlier to talk about our record on these issues, right? We have, for the first time, uh, a program of uh, rapid transit and, and building a rapid transit network in Auckland, and that's things like the Northern Busway extension, that's things like the Eastern Busway. Um, we want to do Northwest as well now. So building that comprehensive uh, rapid transit network in Auckland is really important to get people moving. Um, Can I, ask you a I rely on the bus, so you know this is something I'm deeply invested in. I think we're both uh, both of us done in a car, right? That's correct. Just like thirty yes. percent of those who live in Auckland. That's central. right. Yeah. Uh, so to that effect, do you think that we can squeeze more cars, more metal boxes into a finite space, i.e., the city centre? No, no, I don't. Okay, so then you would agree. But with our, the business both of our case. parties and his party agree that we need condition charging. Sorry, and, oh, and yeah, also, but I'm not talking also, about condition charging. We're talking about defending. Yes, why don't we just say this is just going to become why, you two grilling no, me? Why, why don't I'm, you just just own up <laughs> no, the fact that him. there were a lot of challenges? Like the, so, the, the, the current Labour government didn't deliver on so many things. Right? Why, why don't you just say that, and then we can move on? We from have that. said that. Okay. I mean, Michael said that. Just say it. Why don't you say it? Like you just yeah, there were so many projects that that you went out and said that you're going to deliver, and that ended up being a huge waste of money, resource, all of that. We had to start again uh, in, in 2021 with things like light rail, and I think we've accepted that you know, we, we wanted to do more on these issues and we haven't done that. Cool. Uh, you know, I think I think it's fair to, to own up to that and say, yeah, look, look, the events of the last six years have, have brought a lot of crises to this country and, and delivering these sorts of things has been difficult. Um, and delivering big infrastructure projects in New Zealand in general, I think, has, has been difficult. Yeah. And there's yeah. this structural reform. Uh, you know, I think we can probably reach consensus on this, that there's structural reform that's needed in that space to make so sure let, that we so deliver So let's talk about projects. transport. Let's talk about the different ideas in transport. So, I mean, Mahesh, would you agree with the notion that all of the experts agree on of it? of induced congestion? Uh, I believe that we should uh, we should have uh, uh, congestion um, congestion pricing, and I believe that we need to reduce congestion. Absolutely. I was talking about induced congestion, I, I which understand. is the phenomenon whereby yeah. if you continue to build Correct. solely for the mode of Correct. private cars, then you continue to induce no, only private cars. No, that's not fair. Cars. That's totally not fair. We are talking about, and that's just, you're taking a small little context and then, and then, and then extrapolating that to no, a whole country. I'm talking about right? the philosophy and the literal extra sure, consensus sure, sure, on a sure. notion Are you talking about that, condition? applying that to New Zealand? The whole of New Zealand is that when, when, you, when you talk about a philosophy, you want to apply it to a certain context, right? So which context are you choosing to apply this to? To well, Auckland City, to the whole of New Zealand? Transport planners would say that regardless of cultural difference across jurisdictions everywhere in the world, that when you build solely for one mode of transportation, then you induce congestion on that mode of transportation, i.e. roads. So sure. it's simply an expert opinion as to what 
applying. Sure, sure. The evidence sure. You, is you, clear. You, yeah. you also have to state, you also have to, when you apply a philosophy, when you apply an ideology, it has to be applied in a pragmatic, practical way. So correspondingly, if, if say, a place doesn't, doesn't, has never had roads before, so you put roads first, then you put, then at some point you put public transport in. So a staging in regards to what happens where. Yeah, but so we you have, don't just we have say an ideology. roads in Tamaki Makoto. I guess my point our is. Roads are, our roads are pretty terrible right now. Absolutely. Right? Uh, and and so they need one to of fixed. the major reasons that yeah. our roads are terrible is because we continue to really only enable people to get around on those roads by virtue of private vehicle. No, and just, we continue to put our It's also because we haven't reinvested on. into our roads. Well, again, if we, you look at actually the data and the facts over the last six years, the Labour government has actually massively increased the amount of funding that goes towards, right. for example, uh, filling potholes. I mean, I mean, that's oh. a commentary yes. on their, their and capacity these are two to deliver things, on right? projects, right? Like, so even if you spend a lot of money, say, you spend so much money on mental health care, spend a lot of... Just spending money without getting outcomes... Isn't, is, is, is not my point is how we get to the outcome of enabling more people to get around the city in a more effective manner Absolutely. and that requires us to reflect on international expert advice sure. which is that we currently have a situation here particularly in Tamaki Makoto where half of our emissions profile come from transport that's disproportionately because we have built for the private vehicle we continue sprawl which your parties back down from sure. the housing enabling legislation yeah. will enable more of so my point is if we can all agree on what the evidence says which is that you induce congestion when you solely rely on building roads disproportionately, then hopefully we can come to the consensus no, for the outcome not, of how we get people around the city. Right. Can I See, jump that's, in that's here? That's can the I argument. Can that's I the argument. That's, that's the easy marketing ploy around... This hey, is let's not just, a marketing no, ploy. It's evidence, mate. No, that's exactly <laughs> it. When you say evidence-based and there's, a, there's an ideology and you go, hey, there is evidence for this ideology. Yes. But then when and how you how you planned out is also research-based and evidence-based. You have, When you take an ideology and you have to apply it in the right context. You guys you don't have just, no you don't evidence just get behind say, your transport so policy, let alone the costings of... of tra- no, of no, when we, you look at need, carbon emissions, you have your leader on we the know, record on that. We need more roads to get from one place in New Zealand to another place in New Zealand. We're talking we about Tamaki out, Makoto. We're we, talking about the central we, city here. We cannot with, fit more cars So the single most important thing for Tamaki Makoto, Auckland City, is getting the city rail project done on time and well scope that will have a huge impact in regards to our bus lanes so let's get that right first you know when you express an ideology and ideology and then you you don't prioritize properly so let's just get the city rail project done first let's see how that how that changes traffic and how things go and then let's make the next layer one of the issues over the last three to six years is an ideology coming through and the hurt and pain that Auckland City and Auckland Central has faced because we haven't staged our priorities properly. Their cycleways going nowhere. Oh, there have been red uh, cones all over the place. There have been projects that haven't been delivered on time. And people so understand this and appreciate this. Can I, can I make a bigger moves point here? To let's, change let's, um, I'm, I'm just going to interrupt. Plans. Apparently, that was great. I saw some of the comments are really good. It's interesting. People are loving it. People well, love it. So I'd, there we I'd go. wish that we could get yeah. more to the objective facts of the situation um, anyway. Oscar. Can you can you just say because you, it looks like you um, uh, were, were, were you I'm know, bursting, you had a, I know. Th- throwing up a throwing up a, a flare um, into the sky? Uh, for help. <laughs> have, have a quick say so on cool. this, and then we'll move on to something else. Yeah, so I mean, I think there's a bigger point point here about like delivery of public projects, right? And I know that Mahesh comes from a technology industry background, which is where I come from, and there's this whole culture of move fast and break things when you work in startups, like I have and like Mahesh has. Um, and that isn't the same sort of thing that you can apply to public policy making and to government. You know, these are two different beasts. Um, moving the ship of state, steering the ship of state is, I think, a lot more complex and difficult and requires a lot more uh, buy-in from stakeholders and consultation than simply going, you know, let's just be for outcomes focused, let's just do this. So, uh, you know, like I accept that there is more work to do in government and making things more agile, but I think we can't just throw out 
democracy. Um, Sorry, nobody's throwing out democracy. No, there great a- policy is actually done lean. You go in, you understand the problem, you problem scope incredibly well. Instead of just coming out with ideology, you understand the problem. And then you go, okay, so what needs to change? And then you, you test it a little bit. And then you extrapolate it and scale it up. Okay, but there's, quick, a fun, quick, quick, there's a fundamental inconsistency from the proposition from Hessian from the National Party broader, which is that there needs to be this tolerance for risk and devolution of power to, for example, local government. But then they oppose things that Auckland Transport is doing in terms of cycleways and pedestrianisation projects, which are precisely what localised decision making looks like. So we have to grapple with that cognitive dissonance. I mean, I, I live in the city centre. I'm sick to... of consultation. Okay. I'm sick of getting letters <laughs> in my mailbox okay, about great, how great, we great, should be doing let's, this project. Let's, let's, let's talk, talk about another area which is really important for Auckland Central, uh, very, very high renting population, mm. um, um, more more intensified housing than most parts of the country. Um, it probably would be. I think Epsom is the most intensified and, and, and the, most, the, the most densely populated. Yeah, technically, because it doesn't include got the Gulf Barrier, Islands. Because yeah. you've got barriers. Yeah, yeah. But, and that's the that's thing. Is if you were yeah. to look at the area that has the highest density, it is the 45,000 people so, who live within the motorway so, boundaries. So, so, so let's talk centre. about housing. Mahesh, hand on heart, when the National Party, that we had this kind of very rare cross-party agreement um, about the, what's called the MPSUD thing, about how, about about how there would be how we would move. To, you know, people in the National Party, people across the board said we need to address this this staggering issue. Shout out to Judith when Collins you, for that. J- Judith Collins. Um, uh, she's had this like third mention of Judith Collins. She's here too. She's here. She's omnipresent. The angry she's man is here. <laughs> Wayne's here. Um, the, the, was there part of you that, uh, that 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 felt a little part of you inside died that that was you're a you're a young urban innovator that wants to see a city in Auckland that looks like one of those cool cities that you visited overseas? Yeah, I, I no because um, and I think again this is uh, marketing spin uh, from the other side. We are building for growth. We are, in our clear policy housing for growth policy. We absolutely want intensification in the right places, right near the travel corridors. Now, where does this, and that is exactly, I mean, that is exactly what the policy says. <laughs> no, We're going to, uh, no, absolutely it does. does. <laughs> absolutely does. A, a, a housing for growth. <laughs> a house, so I, I, I see where the, the statements are on a lack of evidence. I'm giving you the evidence and I'm giving you the facts. So no, here it is. When so the, the housing, for growth, growth, is, housing for growth intensification policy is about intensification near the traveling corridor. So that hasn't changed. Just what has changed is the devolution of power for Auckland City and Auckland Council. This is where the Limited power, limited power piece comes in. We are saying we are telling local council and local government because we had so much feedback from local council and local government saying that we want more power in regards to where we build. So we said, okay, we're going to set some targets, and you've got 30 years, we've got, we've got 10 years, you've got to hit those targets, and we're going to incentivize you to build. Right, so this actually builds now. So we will get the intensification in Auckland City Centre and 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 West Haven and 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 Wynyard okay, Quarter. Thank you, Oscar. So we, Oscar, all, yeah. we already have enabled capacity, mm-hmm. and we already have more enabled capacity than what the National Party under the uh, unitary plan, which has been in act uh, in effect since 2016. So you know this is a reversion to what we had before. I think the issue is that local councils uh, don't want to do this. That you know we we have to bring them along with us, of course, and we have to make sure that communities are involved, but. Um, the, the status quo ante has been foot dragging by local authorities on this issue. Um, and I think this is this is one of the key things for me and, and why I'm passionate about this election and about politics and about, uh, you know, the Labour Party winning this election is there is a real difference between the parties on housing policy. Um, 
we want to build more houses and we want to build more houses in the right places and we want to build a compact urban form. We want to make sure that people who are younger, people in my generation and people in Chloe's generation can afford houses. Because you heard last night that the two leaders had were able to buy houses before early they 20s. were... Yeah, in the early in 20s, 20s, right? I mean, that's okay. not even a remote possibility for me. And I have a much better job than parliamentary staff or, or whatever it was that they were doing at their age. Chloe. I mean, I agree with Oscar's point around the fact that we already within the unitary plan have uh, all of the kind of units of housing that are currently scoped and available uh, under the National Party's proposition. And I just, to put it really clearly on the record, uh, I just cannot understand for the life of me that back down unless you look at it most charitably through the lens of them trying to look at marginal seats and going, you know, we can win a, f we win a few votes. My uh, or potentially, actually, given the... Winning uh, votes is a pretty important part of any election. Absolutely, but so is leadership. So is vision. So is bringing people along with you and being really clear about what, again, the international and domestic evidence says about how we do density and how we do it well. So to that effect, when we're talking about building housing in the right places and also building up green infrastructure and otherwise, you only need to look at the Green Party supplementary order papers on the housing enabling legislation which actually both the Labour and the National Party voted down because of just how uh, tentative that agreement actually was. And then, you know, only a year or so later when we had new National Party leadership looking at the numbers, I'm sure, across those marginal electorates, they had that back down. And I can't interpret it any way other than just, frankly, cowardice. And it's gutting to me okay. because it means that something which was really important in terms of bipartisan accord for density in this country, particularly in our Tier 1 cities, was backed down upon for sake of you know, the, pol the politics of the day. Well, very, very quick response there. My, my, I, mean, I mean, it's really unfortunate when there are locals. You're basically, you've basically said that there have been so many councils and so many communities, the people who we serve, who came out and said that they were uncomfortable, un uncomfortable with this. And this is a key example of devolution of power, limited government, where we listened and they, we said, oh, I get it. I understand. But hey, we've got to build and we're going to set up the right financial vehicles. We're going to set up the right capacity to do this. So let's build. And you've just said, hey, don't listen to those people. Listen to us. We will tell you how to do it. That is a very, very unfortunate interpretation of what I've just said, Mahesh. I've been at the front line doing this stuff for the last six years. And I would also like you to reflect on the National Party's track record of pushing and ramming through the super city okay, uh, nearly, against we're, actually we're, all of the uh, protestations from Aucklanders. We're I mean, very, very nearly out of time. Activist. Very, very nearly out of time. Um, thank you, everyone. I'm just going to do, I just think we need to touch on, I think we can all agree that uh, Queen Street, or a large part of it, is a bit shit at the moment. <laughs> I think we can agree on that. It's um, a solution um, nobody likes. Uh, yeah. uh, but, well, 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 what is the, if each of you, I'd just like to hear from you one thought, no one is going to, there's no silver bullet, right? Mm -hmm. But what is the one thing you think that we could do, that you could do, that you could encourage happening as an Auckland Central MP, whether it's a, something that's overseen by the council or mm -hmm. it's a central government thing, what's the one thing that you can do that can just shift the dial on Queen Street? Um, for me, it's crime, right? It's crime. Is, What's the thing? What's the thing? It's it's a uh, it's a police station downtown. Okay, right. And and I'll add one more. It's to it's to no, set up a strong green Oscar. tech hub. Oscar. Uh, in order to do what Mahesh is saying, we need adequate funding of police resourcing. We didn't see that uh, when they were in government. We they closed 30. the Fort Street police station and they cut police funding. 
Um, we've, we're rolling out safety so police, hubs. Police phone so yeah, uh, safety, absolutely, okay. adequate safety. Chloe. I mean, if you're talking about safety, then we also need to talk about vibrancy, we need to talk about foot traffic, we need to talk about people wanting to be there and meandering along and exploring places and spaces. So it's conversations that I've already had with Mayor Wayne Brown around, for example, rates for vacancy or looking at Christchurch, where after the earthquake they instituted gap filler, which was about connecting the dots with peppercorn rent and short-term leases to fill commercial spaces. And I've been talking to Ike Panuku about that with their operationalisation of CCMP. Chloe, Oscar, Mahesha, I wish we had more time. Um, I wish we had more time for me to leave the room and let you get on with it. Thank you. That for, was interesting. That thank was you, thank you yeah, for indulging us all yeah. on that. Jeez, People mate. seem to enjoy it. Good luck for all of you for the rest of the campaign. Uh, in the next hour of this day-long uh, excursion, Green co-leader James Shaw is here, and then we're going to talk to political scientist Lara Greaves, who knows, who knows uh, what else might happen. This is your friendly local spin-off election 2023. Gone by lunchtime, Megapop. Thanks for listening. There's plenty more where this came from on your Gone By Lunchtime feed. Thanks to Jane, Te here, and Samuel, and the rest of the team at the spin-off for making the Megapod happen. Kia ora e te iwi, te Ahe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.